So I remember like the first time I met my mentor, like got introduced and we had like an hour to talk, but we went over the time of the hour because it was just like, I just felt like that connection from the first time. I was like, wow, like there's someone that actually gets me, like I can relate to that doesn't judge me. She was just someone that like a good listening ear, some someone that gave me advice. And one thing I always loved was that she kept it real. All the mentors, you know, they never sugarcoated anything. They told me what I needed to hear at that moment, whether I liked it or not. You know what I mean? Because that's what I needed to hear. That's Mickey. She's in her late 20s, and she's a survivor of commercial sexual exploitation. Mickey first came for help at My Life, My Choice when she was just a girl. This time on the podcast, we're going to meet Mickey and another mentee named Juju to hear from survivors about the work we do here. And we'll also talk to a senior mentor on our staff about how they go about helping young people. I'm Audrey Morrissey. I'm co-executive director of My Life, My Choice and the founder of our Survivor Mentoring Program. And this is our podcast. We've been helping young people escape and recover from commercial sexual exploitation for 20 years now. A huge part of our job is listening, and that's what we're going to do in this episode. Joining Mickey in this conversation with me is Juju. She is in her late teens. So here's Mickey again. I first found out about My Life, My Choice um, when I was in a group home. I was in um, Jermaine Lawrence. So there was um, a mentor that was um, coming to, to speak at the group home, Audrey, which was the first person I had heard speak. And once I heard your story, that's what um, attracted me to want to have a mentor myself. How did you find out about My Life, My Choice? I didn't really find out. I was told a mentor was coming to meet with me. And I'm like, I don't need no mentor. Like, what do I look like? I mentor myself. But then that's when I saw one of the other girls from my program. I was like, you should get a mentor. I know this mentor. And then that's when one mentor came up, Susan. And I was like, oh, Susan, huh? And then I got to know her and everything. I was like, yeah, I might like this. What are some of the challenges when working with my life, my choice? Just being in a group home and just not having like there was certain times that I wasn't able to be a part of like my life, my choice activities because of the group home um, rules and regulations, um, you know. Um, so that was kind of <clears throat> a big um, burden on me at the time, and like not being able to do certain things because I was in a group home. My challenges, oh, telling the truth about certain stuff, but it was hard for me not to keep secrets from my mentor. So like anything that happened bad, I was like, should I tell her, should I not tell her? But I'm like, you know, I gotta tell her regardless. The young people we serve come from a lot of different living situations. Some live with their families of origin, some live in foster homes, some live in group homes, which is also known as congregate care. Some are couch surfing or homeless. It's not unusual for the adults in their lives to be engaged in the world of commercial sexual exploitation. Substance abuse is also a frequent issue. 
So our youth often need the unique kind of understanding and role modeling that comes from our survivor mentors. Our mentors literally treat us like we're the real kids. If my mother didn't care about what I was going through, I could call Susan, I could call Ashley, I could call Audrey, I can call anyone from my life my choice and be like, this is happening, this is happening. I need a mother figure in my life right now to talk to me. I feel like, like I have been like connected to my life my choice for 13 years. So I feel like it's been like, like no judgment for me. Like that was the first thing that attracted me, like was no judgment. Um, like I remember my mentor telling me like one day, like when I was younger, um, she told me like, I don't care what situation you're in. Like you can be at a party, like with your head in the toilet thrown up. She's like, call me. She's like, I don't care. And like, I would like, I never forgot like that, like what she said, because like, I felt like at that point I was lost, like as a child, you know, like I felt like I didn't have family or anyone. So to hear someone say that, you know, like no matter what, like I don't care what situation or scenario you're in, um, that I could call her, that just like meant the world to me. My family wasn't able to come to a certain um, event that was going on with me. I literally can call my life my choice and be like, yep, we got somebody coming. When my mentor went on vacation and came to my prom, we took pictures, all of that. And then we talked a little bit and then she left for my birthday, for my 16th birthday. My mentor couldn't come see me. So Anne literally drove down, got me um, McDonald's and we sat there with her dog. Her dog is so cute, but sat there, we talked and everything. And I was happy to turn 16. So when my family's not able to come around, my life, my choice is the people who comes around. Can you each kind of talk about how that relationship started? Like, what is what was that like? Like your first introduction to your mentor? Yeah, yeah. So I remember like the first time I met my mentor, like um, we like got introduced and we had like an hour to talk, but we went over the time of the hour because it was just like, I just felt like that connection from the first time. I was like, wow, like there's someone that actually gets me. You know what I mean? That actually like I can relate to that doesn't judge me. Like, Anne was just like, she was just someone that like, I felt like, like I said, was non-judgmental. She was a good listening ear. Um, some, someone that um, gave me advice. And one thing I always loved was that she kept it real. Like she never sugarcoated all the mentors, you know, they never sugarcoated anything. They told me what I needed to hear, like at that moment, whether I liked it or not. You know what I mean? Because that's what I needed to hear. Juju, how did your relationship with your mentor start? Susan came and right off the bat, I was like, yep, she's just like me. We're just alike. We're blunt. Like, we tell the truth. We're like, no matter if you don't want to hear it. Literally, Susan would be like, what are you wearing? I'm like, clothes. She's like, nope, take it off, change. Nope, real clothes, put real clothes on. I'm like, Susan, it's not that bad. And then when I didn't like something on her, I'm like, Susan, I don't know what you're wearing, but don't wear it again. So um, it was the way me and her talked. And then I do this with all my friends too. Me and Susan have this thing where 
literally, if it's a, like boy drama, I look at her, I'm like, hmm, Susan, you just don't know. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah, I do. I was like, no, you don't. She's like, yeah, I do. Boy drama, I'm like, yep, boy drama. And um, literally when she would come see me, we go shopping, we go eat food, we laugh and everything, and we just sit and talk. Perhaps the most powerful point of connection between the mentor and the mentee is this. The shared experience of surviving commercial sexual exploitation. We know, and the youth know that we know. I'm not alone. I am not alone. Even people be like, it's your fault why this is happening. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because other people, people that way older than me, been through it. And they're still alive at the end of the day. I agree. Um, that was also one thing that attracted me, that they were actually like real survivor-led like mentors and um they lived it because you can like talk and talk like to like you're blue in the face about like you know sometimes it almost feels like a lecture you know what I mean like when people like don't go through it it's like they're like belittling you or trying to talk down to you yeah you know what I mean so I like I like that they actually were like they went through the life and they you know it made me like look up to them more you know what I mean like as like role models because they like they went through the life and they changed their life around. You know what I mean? They overcame everything and like, look at where they are now. You know what I mean? It almost like motivates me and like, you know, it was like, wow. You know, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know, type. Like somebody I was like very, very close with, I was like, this happened to me, this happened to me. All I got back was, grow up, you'll be fine, da 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 And I cried after, and I called my mentor, and I'm like, this is what this person said, da 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 And my mentor was like, don't worry about it. Don't listen to them. They haven't been through it, so they won't understand. At My Life, My Choice, the one-to-one relationship between mentor and mentee is the heart of everything we do. Over time, our mentees build the intangible skills they need to be successful and healthy adults. This includes self-worth, a positive self-image, the ability to trust, and the tools to know how and where to seek help when they need it. We bring mentees together in what we like to call our leadership core to learn more from each other. We talk about everything that we've been through, and then we switch it up and like, how are we gonna help other people? We sit there, we brainstorm, we write down, we jot down stuff, and then like out of like one or two groups, we like we will draw or write, and then we will use that in a format or a presentation to show other people who are entering my life, my choice. Like this is what happened to other kids, you're not alone, da 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 and yeah. As I've said, many of our youth lack strong and consistent adult figures in their lives. Some are in crisis themselves or caught up in commercial sexual exploitation. Or they're just working all hours to pay the rent and to keep the lights on. So our mentors aren't there to replace parents and families, but to offer mentees additional expert support when life is tough. For Juju, starting high school was a time when she needed help. It was tough like really tough. 
there was only one period of school, middle school, seventh grade. I got honor rolls. So that was the only one time, but beginning high school and everything, it was just hard and hard. And so many people, so many people, relationships, all that, I needed help, but there were no help. So that's when I went through my mentor and everything, and she supported me. And some of the stuff that I do, like, literally, if it's for a visit, she's like, I'm not coming to see you during school hours. I'm like, please, just take me out. Nope, you're staying in school. Nope. I'm like, Susan, just take me out of school for once. She's like, nope, we're not doing this. Nope, you're, you're going to school, and I'll come see you at 3.30. I'm like, ugh, okay. So that got me through it. What has been the most, each of you, the most challenging times going through my life, my choice? At first, it was my um, being really insecure about myself, not like knowing who I was, Same. Um, like my identity. Like I, I feel like my life, my choice helped me find my voice again and find who I was. Um, having like peer leadership groups and girl groups with other women also helped because we were able to kind of connect on another level um, and get to know each other and relate, you know, know you're not alone. Yeah, same, knowing myself, how, what I'm worth, not always doubting myself. Mm -hmm. You can kind of talk about what you felt like before, what you, what your worth was like before my life, my choice, and what your worth is today. Before my my life, my choice was any guy I'm with has to love me, care about me, all of that, supposed to be with me and old me. But then as soon as I got in my life, my choice, I'm like, I don't care anymore. You don't like me, you don't like me. Like, people been saying, you're fat, you're ugly, you're black, da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, and I like it. Do you got a problem? Because if you do, you can get off my inbox and stop wasting my time. My worth, um, I feel like once I allowed myself to know, like I didn't have to accept certain things from people, like meaning like, you know, I deserve better, like um, than what I'm allowing people to do to me. And before my life, I was allowing people to disrespect me, walk over me, talk crap about me. And now I'm like, you're not gonna walk over me. You're not, I'm not gonna let it happen. Not on my watch, not on my mentor's watch, not on anyone's watch. I spoke with Juju and Mickey about their experiences as survivor mentees at My Life, My Choice. In their journeys, both of them worked with Ann Wilkinson, our Senior Director of Mentor Development. Anne likes to call the relationship between the survivor mentor and the mentee the secret sauce of the work we do at My Life, My Choice. A lot of the young people we serve have seen various counselors and therapists, and those relationships can be very important. But Anne says a survivor mentor takes it to a different level. When a mentor is telling her story, um, there's this bond that happens that um, you just can't even explain it. Um, it's just something that the young person is sort of 
um, it connects, right? And to um, let them know that we see them and they're not alone. And we call it secret sauce because it's almost magical. Um, I'll go in or one of us will go and meet this young person and they're closed off in their garden and they're sitting and they're like, you know, they don't want to really talk. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to, so, okay, you, how, how are you? I hate the program. I hate everybody. I hate you people. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life, my choice, and what we do. Um, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. I'm a survivor. Um, is that all right? I guess so. I guess so. And I begin to talk about the service first. And then I say, so, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit. And when I'm done, you tell me if you think this is something you might be interested in. Okay? Well, all right. I don't think so, but all right. You just go ahead, but I don't want it. And, you know, after talking a little while, they're like, you know, the, the arms start to come down, you know, and their eyes... You know, they start to look, you know, and they, and they, and they, um, their whole affect, their affect changes and the arms are out and they're, they're like, it's like a movie. They're like on every word, you know, um, and they got questions. Um, and by the time we're done, we're laughing, you know, they come from this tight and they're smiling and I'm like, so what do you think? You think this is something you might like? And yeah, and usually they'll say, can I have you? And, and you know, they, I think they say that to everyone who, who does the assessment. Um, but um, it's just magical what happens in that exchange and the light. And I think because of our ability to even, you know, sometimes go beyond like their attitude because they, they're just being normal teenage angst. They're just being who they are. And so just being able to move past that and just, okay, but here, let's just talk about this. And they open up and that's the magic that happens. says the key to a successful relationship with our young people is credibility. They've seen and been through so much in their young lives. They've been exploited by people who promised a lot, but then treated them horribly. Many of our mentees have learned not to trust others, but our mentors are different from other adults. They once walked in the same exact shoes. And so when I use my personal story and I'm telling you what my experience is, that's valid. You know, that gives, that's, that's validation. And they're like, wait a minute. And it's different. People are always coming to this young person. You do this, you do this, you do that, da-da-da-da-da. And they're labeling them and they're tagging them. And I'm not doing any of that. We're not doing any of that. We're coming in and saying, hey, this is what my experience is. Do you think it might be helpful to have someone that could relate to you in that way? And they... They say yes, because it's different. It's not coming at them. And, and I'm asking you if you want to participate. So from the minute we meet, I'm empowering you to make a choice, right, that maybe no one's ever asked you before. Do you want to do this? You don't have to do this. Do you want to? Do you think you might want to see me again? You know, and, and we're reasonably happy, I think, when, we, when we're doing this. So it's not um, a downer. It's... it's, it's um, attraction. So, you know, they're attracted to what we do. Our mentees come to us with a lot of different challenges. 
Most of them are girls and young women, not all. Some are boys. Some identify as trans or non-binary. All are welcome. But girls are the majority. Anne says, I work with all of them involves helping them take a critical look at the messages they've gotten from their exploiters and from our society on how to behave, how to dress, on what makes them worthy of love. That your value is how you look. Your value is on your body. It's your outside. That's it. That's why we've got eating disorders. There's all these other uh, uh, traumas and all these other behaviors, right, or disorders as a result of how women are seen in the world and how we are expected to be and not to take, you know, not to be smart, not to be assertive, but to be, you know, promiscuous and to be submissive and to just be a certain way. So I think all of these things play into it. Right. And all of those things perpetuate a pimp or an exploiter. They see that they see you're vulnerable. They take advantage of that. They convince you that you're outside your appearance, your body is all you have to offer. And if you've had other um, contributing factors such as poverty, um, sexual abuse, incest, race, you know, especially race, right? There was work that says, you know, like young black girls, as black women, we were taught that we were strong, right? And we're invincible and we're resilient. But what the message is, is that we're not really being hurt, right? We're not really being harmed. We kind of like, you know, we get what we get, right? Um, that's, that's not okay. That's not accurate. These are human beings, black, brown, like these are children still. So like it's a total contradiction to what we say that it's not okay to sell another human being. We say that, right? We said we abolished slavery, right? We abolished it, right? That's what we say. However, this is still going on, especially in marginalized communities, right? It's still going on and it's under this different name now, right? And people, even then, like it's child sexual abuse. Like we don't have to dress it up. That's what it is. Ann Wilkerson is Senior Director of Survivor Mentor Development here at My Life, My Choice. In the next episode, I'll sit down with Zeba Kramer, the chair of our advisory board. Zeba is an expert on human rights issues and the fight against commercial sexual exploitation. We'll talk about the movement to decriminalize adult sex work and where My Life, My Choice stands on that issue. I'm Audrey Morrissey. Talk to you next time. I'm Lisa Goldblatt Grace. I helped found My Life, My Choice, and I'm co-executive director with Audrey Morrissey. Our survivor mentor program is the heartbeat of everything we do. It's guided and led by the experience of survivors. It's authentic, it's one-to-one, -one, and it's based on research. We mentor young survivors and help them build the intangible skills they need to be successful, healthy adults. These include self-worth, positive self-image, the ability to trust, and the tools to know how and where to seek help when they need it. Survivor mentoring creates a powerful relationship. It brings together a young person impacted by exploitation or youth suspected of being exploited with a trained adult survivor of the commercial sex industry. In 2022, we celebrated our 20th anniversary year over the past two decades, we've served hundreds of survivors. 
the work continues and you can help. We need volunteers, donors, and advocates to help fuel the fight against exploitation. My Life, My Choice welcomes partners and allies at all levels and communities throughout the country. Visit us online at mylifemychoice.org. This podcast was produced by Stephen Smith. The theme music is by Gary Meister. Thanks for listening.